Hi everyone and welcome again to the Effective Teaching Podcast. I am your host Dan and as always I am here with my father David Jackson and we are almost finished. In fact we're going to be finishing the first book of Timothy today. We're up to chapters 5 and 6 and Dad this is where we start to really look at where things go wrong. So in chapter 5 we're hitting up widows and we're talking about honouring widows but we're more importantly talking about how to sort out who gets money, who doesn't get money, and why Why is that an issue? Why does it matter that we have all these classification rules for who's actually going to get money that the church is handing out to look after the poor? Yeah, yeah. yeah. In this section of Timothy, chapter 5 and 6, we've gone from setting up the positive model of how church works. Now we're going to look at, okay, when you get out there and you do it and you actually get down in the mud and the blood and the beer, you've got all kinds of problems. This is where all the wheels are going to fall off if you haven't got the wisdom to do it well. And one of the first places the wheels fall off is when you try and do a welfare ministry because as soon as you go out there and you're being generous and you're offering you know, welfare support to the poor or the struggling or whatever it is, um, the con artists are going to turn up. Uh, you've got finan- there's the temptation to financial corruption. We've seen that in how many charity organisations. Uh, there's a temptation for people to put their hand out for money they don't need um, because if you're giving it away, why shouldn't I get some? Yeah. We see that's the whole problem with um, with any generosity that we do. So Paul, is he, he's been there, he knows the traps, and he walks you through just using the widows as an example. Um, there's a desperate need for elderly people who have no visible means of financial support. What do you do for those people? Um, and they're not necessarily easy people, no. you know. So, And you haven't got unlimited resources. So you can't go out and, you know, feed Africa. There's a lovely story about turtles. Um, you know, when all the turtles hatch and they all go running down to the beach and the seagulls come in and eat them all up. Um, and a, a lady and a little child are walking along the beach and the, the little child picks up a turtle and rescues it and cuddles it and takes it down to the water and launches it. And mum says, yeah, you can't save them. You can't save all these to- to- turtles, dear. Don't break your heart over them. And she says, yeah, but I saved one. Yeah. And you look at this you go, okay, we can do what we can do, what God enables us to do, but it needs wisdom. Um, and widows, fatherless children, but that, that's got to be one of the first priorities. Yeah, and I think, too, remembering our cultural context for the letter as well, generally speaking, the women, if they're widowed, it means they generally don't have land, they're, they're yeah. struggling uh, to... Yeah, it's not like they can easily go and find jobs that are you know, wholesome jobs yep. uh, for them, and so we're, we're prioritising looking after those who aren't likely to get remarried uh, and that yep. kind of stuff so that we can really look after them, the younger ones, you know, think of uh, Ruth and Naomi. You know, the, the younger one went out into the fields and gleaned the sides That's of the right. fields and stuff. There were still provisions for them, but she was then using that to provide for the older mother-in-law. Yeah. And there's That's, dignity in that. That's right. There's a lovely line in there that says, if you don't look after your own family, if you've got the financial resources and you couldn't be bothered looking after grandma, well, you're not a believer. Yeah, you got really this, get stuck into him. This book, what's, yeah. what's the book for? This is, uh, I've mentioned it in the notes, there's a photo of the cover there. Uh, not just a soup kitchen. Yeah, we'll put it up there. Um, I We attended 10th Presbyterian Church in Philadelphia when we were students together. Uh, 
And uh, this is David Apple. And he set up uh, a ministry to the homeless in Philadelphia. And the first thing he discovered was all the different ways that the homeless people can rip you off. Because they'll go from church to church to church, tell the same story, and get the same amount of support from 10 churches, and they'll end up wealthier than, you know, you are. So, and they'll go and spend it on drugs. So yeah. what do you do? So he he is incredibly wise, that whole book. If you're thinking about welfare ministry or working with the homeless or whatever, 1 Timothy 5, and then go and get David Apple's book, Not Just a Soup Kitchen. Um, the rest of the stories there, I won't spend any more time on it, but that's... That's a brilliant read and a brilliant ministry. Uh, if you want to, if you want to set one up, fly to Philadelphia, go check this guy out. All right, now that chapter five then moves on to elders, and so like we looked at what happens with money and issues around money. Now we're going to do issues with elders. <laughs> uh, so I mean, one of them is a money issue. You got to somehow yep. pay your elders because yep. uh, you can't muzzle the ox while they're uh, treading out the grain. Let them eat it. So we got to pay our elders. Uh, for what they're doing, but also you know, our elders are going to stuff up because you know, while we're still waiting for Jesus, they're not going to be perfect as much as we want right. them to. Uh, and they seem to be held to a higher level of accountability. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which, you know, we, That's we already know is, is there. It's why we're warned not to seek yep. out to be the leaders. Um, yeah. Can you walk us through this? What's Okay, let me let me run a couple of things by you, okay? I, I got into an argument with a lawyer once, which is always fun. Um, he wanted to charge me some obscene amount of money to file the documents for my mother's estate. And all he had to do was fill in a form, put it into some office somewhere, get a stamp on it, and he was going to charge me thousands and thousands of dollars to do that. And I basically tore into him. I said, send me a set of fees. And the guy wants to charge uh, ridiculous amounts of money. I mean, I, I sit there as a teacher who was marking... You know, how many, 180 exercise books, of, you know, a, ter a, a term. and uh, Anyway, you look at the marking a teacher does, right? This guy wanted to charge something like uh, uh, $10 a minute. And I think it was $100 an A4 page to read. And I said to him, how do you get off doing that? And he said, well, my time's worth it. I said, mate, you got two university degrees. I got seven. Yeah. You know, my time's worth it too. <laughs> um, how do you do that? How does a doctor get to charge you 250 bucks for 10 minutes and then a teacher gets paid whatever we get paid? So I get cranky about some of that stuff sometimes, especially when I've paid the money and I walk away with nothing. Yeah. You know, go to the dermatologist and get told, told you've got a, what is it, uh, dermatitis, which just means, <laughs> yeah, it's, your skin's itchy. <laughs> swollen, swollen. Yeah, have some cortisone, <laughs> that's the same cure for everybody. Why do, why do some people get to charge a fortune for their time? And then when I look at my the elders who teach the word of God, what's that worth? What's it worth to you? to know that you're getting good teaching and that your teaching is getting your life right and you're not basing it on some fantasy or make-believe or just because he's a good-looking pastor and he, you know, he's motivational or something. Hmm. What's it worth to get the Word of God right? Uh, and we're not willing to pay for that. You know, yeah. We'd pay more for the guy. that like, I had a guy come out here and put a fence up. He charges $1,200 a day. 
yeah. then I look at what my pastor is <laughs> and I go, where's the honour? Who do we honour? Why do we honour? Yeah. Um, when I was a first year out school teacher, I was shocked to realise that I earned $1,000 a year more than my rector in my first year out teaching. And yeah, teachers don't get paid well. <laughs> well, they certainly didn't then. Um, so I'm looking here and I'm going, okay, we honour these guys, but with that honour, then that honour means money. We then expect that they're going to not do a perfect job. How does the honour thing then flow into how we deal with them when we've got a problem? Yeah. And Paul investigates that. Um, it's You can go, any elder worth his salt, you can go to him and say, with all due respect, you screwed up. This is wrong. You've sinned. You know, stop making eyes at that woman. Whatever it is, we can, there's a way to do it that's right and a way to do it that's destructive. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So moving on now into chapter six, our last chapter. This is how Timothy's wrapping up his, well, not Timothy, how Paul is wrapping yeah. up his book to Timothy. Should have just called it Paul. There'd be too many books called Paul, I think. <laughs> um, so we have all these instructions here that are, I don't know, as I was going through them, some of them are joined together, some of them are a bit all over the place, I think. But like, as I just in general, as I flick through them quickly, they seem to not all have like a unifying point, but maybe they do. What's <laughs> yeah, he Paul is now dealing with the he's been dealing with the messy stuff. Uh, and he's passionate. So you, you never – Paul doesn't write sentences the way some, you know, <laughs> literate. Not. It's more like dot points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and he's talking so fast. I don't know how he ever got all this down. First, it, 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 there's a little brainwave that pops in and says, oh, oh, yeah, we had a problem with, um, you know, you got converted and you're a slave and your mm. owner got converted and now – you know, your slave has become a Christian. He comes home and he treats you like you're his equal. Um, and so this isn't working at home. Um, he's dishonouring his owner and we're against slavery and everything, but, you know, we're stuck with this arrangement. What do we do? Paul addresses that in some other letters. But here he's saying, you know, you have to learn how to wear two hats. Sit at the Lord's table as brothers, come to the church gathering as brothers, but go home as his slave and honour him as such. This is where God put you. He put you there for a reason. Don't kick it. Deal with it and set a godly example. Yeah. Um, and then Paul says, okay, we've got over all that stuff. Timothy, I'm dumping all of this in your yeah. lap. <laughs> right. right. you know, in now, case I don't get there in time, Timothy, just yeah, here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here's, here's all the stuff you've got to deal with. I'm off to, you know, I'm leaving Macedonia for other places. Um, I've sent you over there into this pickle again. And now he gets passionate because he's given Timothy this incredibly difficult job and he just starts writing random thoughts uh, of the things he's worried about for Timothy and his concerns and, you know, watch out for this and his prayers. (laughs) And, you know, if if you read it in one go, you can see the elder man bubbling with love and concern for this younger man. Um, And... You know, flee from this and guard that and, you know, watch out for these guys. It's, and watch yourself. And you, I mean, 1, 1 Timothy 4.16 is a great verse. Our school principal, William Carey, Warwick Wilkie, go Warwick, um, 
would mention this one verse at nearly every staff meeting. You know, watch yourself and your doctrine. Because if you get that right, you save yourself and you save other people. Hmm. Um, and that's really how he ends the book. Um, this is life and death. You know, I'm sending you into a minefield. Follow the map carefully. Watch your step. Uh, God bless you. I'm praying for you. <laughs> that sounds like a good place to end there. So you guys, watch your doctrine and watch how you live your life. Make sure they match up. Uh, mm. That is the end of this episode, episode 36. If you would like to come and check out the video or grab the show notes, the uh, daily notes. And the daily notes. Daily notes, etc., <laughs> the transcripts. Come on over to trainingforliferedeem.com slash 36. You can access everything there. We would love to hear from you there as well. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. And we would also love it if you would subscribe and come back next week. Now, this we just finished First Timothy, Dad. Are we going on to Second Timothy or are we doing something else? We're going to go back and do Joshua. All right. Look at that. <laughs> so I hope you enjoyed Timothy. Enjoyed your New Testament. We're heading back into the Old Testament next week. And we'll start looking at Joshua. I'm full, full of fun, actually. Joshua, that's going to be great. Joshua is very exciting. <laughs> See you next God week. Bless you.